Everybody, welcome into another edition of Fantasy Fire and Ice podcast, right here, NBA edition. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, along with a couple of professionals, my man, Dr. A, Steve Alexander, and Jonas Nader. Coming up on the program today, I'm going to start breaking down some players that play in the backcourt in the NBA, go through some rankings and some tiers of the point guard position. We'll talk some little shooting guard as well. But we are approaching the start of another NBA season. Dr. Ray, how you feeling, my man? Oh, good question. Uh, <laughs> I, did not have a, I did not have I did not have a voice yesterday. Oh. And uh, I was at dinner with some friends and they uh, they bought me a hot toddy, oh. which I've never had. And then they threw a shot of bourbon in there. Yeah. And miraculously, uh, I'm fully recovered. There you go. No, the hot toddy will clear you up pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Now, Doc, I've known people to put Hennessy in a hot toddy, and then nine months later, now nah, let me stop. <laughs> but no, a hot toddy is uh, definitely will get it out of you. What's up, Jonas? Any hot toddies for you? Uh, no, sir, man. I'm just trying to catch up on sleep because I know this next, what, on yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, we ain't sleeping for seven months. So you know how it is with the NBA starting. Yep, no doubt. It's getting ready to kick off. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? Somebody was asking me about some content the other day, and I was playing, trying to put something together. And for some odd reason, I don't remember, but I, I guess season to season it differs. But I don't know why. It's, what is the the? You normally have full slates on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, right? And Tuesdays and Thursdays are generally the nice with the short slates, correct? Yeah, Tuesdays are usually like two to six games. Thursdays you usually have about seven to eight. On a good night, sometimes you'll have like two TNT games and that's it. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So usually it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now I think opening night just opens with two games, right? Last yeah. I looked. Yep. I believe so. And I think Kevin Durant is is he finally going to get recognized by the Golden State Warriors? Is that happening on opening night? I know he hasn't been to the Chase Center yet, uh, because of injuries and, and, and stuff like that. So we haven't he hasn't seen the Chase Center yet. But I do believe Kevin Durant starts off. Uh, I do believe that's how it happens, correct? Let me check the schedule right now. I got it up here. I mean, it just seems so far like that seems know, like a long forever ago, ago, right? It would just be odd to do it. Well, they don't got no, they don't own no rings. They lost their championship. Yes. Uh opening day, Tuesday, October 24th. It begins with the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Um, so the Denver Nuggets will get their rings in front of LeBron James. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets. And then we go to the Chase Center for Phoenix and Golden State and Kevin Durant. Uh, will make his Chase Center debut. I'm sure he'll get a lovely ovation from the crowd uh, of the Golden State Warriors, you know what I'm saying, as they pay tribute. I know we're going to get into to, to, to rankings and tiers and stuff like that, but just let me just ask you guys this question right quick. When this whole thing is said and done, this Warrior dynasty, does Kevin Durant go into, like, the ring of honor? Do you put a, a Steph, Clay, and Dre statue and include Kevin Durant? Like, How do you – is Kevin Durant the elephant in the room in the Golden State Warrior dynasty, Jonas? I'd put Andre Iguodala above him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean, all five of them, honestly. That, that team was just something we'll probably never see again. They were just unbeatable. So, well, we thought, right? Yeah, yeah. Toronto, shout out to the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. Doc, yeah. you think Kevin Durant, a big part of that, a, a big part. Uh, does he get a a, a – a, 
a retired jersey in the chase center? Does he get a statue of Kevin Durant shooting the three to eliminate the Cleveland Cavaliers? What do we got for Kevin Durant when his legacy is done in Golden State? I think they probably will. I think the fans that were there when that was going down <clears throat> loved having Kevin Durant on their team, loved having him there. And it, it didn't end so well, but uh, I, I think in the end, he, I mean, they won. They won because of him. So I, I think I think he will be honored. Yeah, no, I, I think it's fitting to do something for him. Just interesting to see, you know, what the fan base thinks. Like I said, it, it may not have went down the best, but when it was when it was out there and it was happening, uh it should have it, you know, um it was it was great. It was fun to watch. It was an era of basketball that we'll never forget. And then, you know, LeBron James couldn't beat him. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to get into and discuss and talk about the point guard position, some shooting guards as well. And I want to kind of go through some of these tiers and, and kind of pick off a couple guys and ask you a few questions about these players. And I want to start down here in tier seven, uh, Doc, where we have kind of a mixture of veteran point guards like Chris Paul and D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie and Russell Westbrook. And then guys like Anthony Quick, I mean, Emmanuel Quickly and, and Amon Thompson and stuff like that. Tier seven is interesting mix of youth and veterans. I think you want to have your point guards locked up before you get to tier seven yeah. is what <laughs> is what that list tells me. Cause I don't, I don't want to mess with Chris Paul. Um, Dennis Schroeder is probably the most interesting guy on that list to me, just because he's going to be running the show in Toronto and there's not really anybody there to challenge him right now. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, D'Angelo Russell is somewhat interesting. I love Amen Thompson um, as a rookie, but I don't have to rely on any of these guys to carry me in assists. Like I want my, I want my starting point guards locked up well before we get to tier seven. But if I had to pick one of those guys, I think it'd be Dennis uh, Schroeder. Same question, Jonas. When you look at that grouping right there, down there in tier seven, let me get it, read it off for you. Chris Paul, Emmanuel, quickly, DeAnthony Melton, Dennis Schroeder, Amen Thompson. D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Russell and uh, Russell Westbrook, who I've never been a fan of. Just throwing that out there. I'm going to disagree slightly with my dad, Doc. Um, I kind of like <laughs> I kind of like Chris Paul this year because he's so cheap, right? He's like round eight. Um, his best uh, attribute is obviously playmaking and assists are extremely hard to find if you don't get a stud point guard early. So for that reason alone, I've seen Chris Paul dropped around eight. I'll take him there. Um, yeah. I like D'Lo just a little bit because he's pretty good in the regular season especially last year i mean he obviously he always flops in the playoffs but we don't need to worry yeah. about that in the fantasy right um and i do like d'anthony melton uh but round eight around nine you can probably wait much longer so you can probably grab him around 10 11 you'll lock up your steals you get a half block a game good three-point shooter and he'll he'll get a nice little bonus if harden uh ends up going elsewhere which who knows now man what yeah. the heck happened yesterday so yeah, no, they, 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 the, the Harden situation is getting interesting. We get into that a little bit. You know, um, yes, James Harden, boy, I tell you what, that, that's a fascinating thing. D'Angelo Russell, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the playoff um, D'Angelo Russell because after this, the, the, you know, the, the um, Western Conference Finals this year, you know, the, the meme of the, um, the guy from Howard Stern's Rat Pack saying, oh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, just hanging around. Somebody had said that about D'Angelo Russell, and he actually liked the comments. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it was that. good to see uh, Russell uh, have a little bit of sense of humor with that one right there. 
Doc, moving up the list right here. The the so Tyler Hero was supposed to be a part of a a deal that would have sent uh, Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat did not allow that to happen. Tier six is uh, less. John Morant's in this tier right here. He's going to miss twenty five games to start the year. Uh, Tyler Hero, Ty Jones, Markel Fultz, who is somebody I've been burnt by millions of times by this point. Okay. Scoot Henderson, Marcus Smart in that same tier with John. And look at that trade. You got both the Jones brothers in here. Tyler Hero, Markel Fultz, Scoot. Obviously, Jaws the man minus those 25 games, Doc. I wonder why they never appealed that. I need to I'll find that information out. They should have. I think they would have got that cut down if they would have appealed it. But anyway, Doc, what is your thoughts on that group right there? Well, Ja was front page news on ESPN yesterday uh, with more details about all the trouble he's been in. And I mean, it. What they say, Doc? I can confirm or deny. It's it's long. It, it was a long, long piece. But yeah. uh, I don't think there's any more or less games coming. I think he's stuck at 25. So uh, that makes Marcus smart. Um, first of all, great get for Memphis to to have him there when, when Morant's going to be gone for that long. Um, and also Marcus smart's going to be a decent fantasy option. I, I actually, I, I do like um, Tyus Jones quite a bit and Trey yes. Jones. You can get both of them kind of late in your draft. They're both starting point guards. They both have a lot of, a lot of weapons to, to throw it to. I mean, what, what, what did, uh, what did Jordan pool, score in the first half last night. He have 29 at halftime. Pool went crazy last night. Something like that. <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, that's who Tyus is going to be playing with. And then Trey's got Wemby to throw it to. So, I like both of those guys down here in this tier. And then Tyler Hero, I think, is going to be a big part of what the Heat do. So, and if you can if you can sit on John Moran, uh, more power to you. But I don't think in most leagues you're going to be able to put him on your IR. So, it's... You know, to hold John Morant, there's going to be some uh, fantasy pain that comes along with that. Uh, in 27 minutes, Poole scored 41. Now, now he went, he, he did go crazy, uh, Jordan Poole. Um, you know, Jonas, well, put it like, so as far as John Morant goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'll just say that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the kindest way possible. Yeah, but also that report yesterday from Yahoo, there that's that's a media member that that didn't come from the organization, but that's a media member that put that out there that did not come from the organization. But yeah, uh, tough, tough. Listen, you gotta do better. There's too much drinking. I tell you that straight up. It's too much alcoholism <clears throat> going on in that entire camp. It's too much alcoholism going on. But I think that everything should be back and under wraps. You know what I'm saying? But I do like the Jones brothers, and I think Marcus Smart was one of the best uh, offseason additions this year. What are we expecting from Scoot Henderson? No, that's that's an interesting guy right there. Yeah, I want to talk about Scoot. Why did he go to no big time college enough? And why did he just you know what what was what was that? How come we never seen Scoot in the NCAA tournament? I honestly have no idea. I mean, I kind of think though, like the G League suited his style a little more than the college game would. Right, it's a little bit more of an athletic game, a little more open on the floor, Uh, and that's what we're going to see. Like. His, I mean, outside of his mid-range game, his jumper right now isn't ready. I think that's fair to say. But he's just an explosive athlete in the mold of like a young Derrick Rose. Um, we're going to see steals right away. We're going to see plenty of assists, uh, plenty of dunks. 
I think his field goal percentage will be slightly higher than people are expecting just because he's just going to try and score in the paint every single time, right? Yeah. So I think he's going to shy away from jumpers early on, which is fine. I mean, fantasy owners don't care. Um, but I like Scoot Henderson. I don't think he's going to be like that a top 100 guy right away just because of the efficiency concerns, like turnovers and stuff like that. But you telling me second half of the season, I think we can see a really, really nice breakout for him. Um, and the only thing I, I did, didn't disagree with here is uh, Markel Fultz, I think, should be maybe in tier five. Really? Maybe I'm higher on Fultz than others. But Do I need to go was, back to Markel Fultz again? I don't know. He's good, man. He was really good last year. <laughs> uh, the Magic are improving. He's got so many weapons. he got Wagner with him. Um, Fultz led the team in touches last year, 66 touches per game. Um, all of his advanced metrics were through the roof. He started shooting threes at the end of the year with confidence. Free throw shot is improving. I like Markel Fultz a lot. Yeah, you know, that shoulder, it looks like that shoulder finally did improve, you know what I'm saying, after that uh, incident that will keep uh, between the three of us. Um, <laughs> looking up this draft board and going to tier five, man, Doc, it's a lot of people that's really in love with Josh Giddy. This tier includes Holiday, Murray, Giddy, Anthony Simon, Scotty Barnes, and Tyrese Maxey. I think today's point guard in the NBA, your float game has to be on point. And there's a, this is a pretty good float game tier right here, you know, with Murray, Giddy, Simons. Simons is still working on his. Tyrese Maxey has almost mastered it, you know what I'm saying? But I think this tier right here, you can find some value. It's an interesting collection for tier five, and I, I'm not sure Giddy should not be in uh, in a higher tier than this, like maybe four. Shadows. Um, Simons is going to be really interesting with no Dame in Portland. Uh, Maxi with this whole James Harden hanging out in Houston and not even being with the team when the the you know the report from over the weekend was Harden was going to play tomorrow night against the Hawks. Now he's not even with the team. So uh, Tyrese Maxey and DeAnthony Melton, who we talked about a, a minute ago, if if Harden's not there, both of those guys get a big boost. And then, you know, Drew Holiday, solid. Jamal Murray, I think people are still scared of his Injury, injury. Yep. injuries. But, I mean, he's money when he plays. And he, he was great last year. And I, I think – there's a lot of value in tier five. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, agree with Doc on that one, Jonas, right there. I like the way tier five is looking. Well, but, but, but right quick, though. So Tyrese Maxey wasn't with the 76ers. He was in Houston with James Harden. Wait, really? Is that what you're saying? Wait. I thought that's what you said. No, James Harden. Oh, I thought you said Tyrese Maxey was down there. What am I about to say? Oh, I would have been like, you got to get your butt up here, son. Harden is away from the yeah. team. Maxi is with okay. The team, got it. Okay, and Maxi is going to ball out if Harden no is not there. Also, you know, uh, if you're watching live with us, you can read, you can follow along on these tiers. It's it's one of the columns. Just go to sportstopia.io and and click on NBA, and then go to the second page. I think it's it's right there. All right, cool. Yeah, that that that's where um, the content resides right there. Thanks for clearing that, uh, getting that out there for them, Doc. Um, Jones, what do you think of this tier five group right here with Holiday Murray, Giddy Simons, Barnes, and, and, and my guy Tyrese Maxey? Man, speaking of Maxey, last year, 13 games without Harden, he was at 25 points, 5.4 assists, and 3.8 rebounds. He's just going to eat. 
Now, I, I knocked him down a round when I heard that Harden was going to play again for the 76ers, but now what's going to happen now, right? Yeah. What is going to happen? If I'm Nick Nurse, I'm like, can we get this figured out before the season starts? Because I really don't need this guy tanking this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I would like to see happen is I would like for Daryl Morey to, to make this very painful on James Harden. I'd like to see him just, just chill. Be like, I'll trade you when I get a deal that I like, but I'm not I'm not gonna bust my butt to to make sure you're happy. And I mean you stay at home and watch it on the couch. He's a free agent next year. Uh, Harden's not going to get the money he wants next year. I understand that, Doc, um, but you know he did opt out when he could have got that money. That's still like I can see both sides here. Now I understand promises are broken. You know what I'm saying. With that being said, I can kind of see where you know Harden does have a legit. But then again, if I'm James Harden, I'm I, I don't I just signed the contract when it's there in front of me. You know what I'm saying. So he's partially to blame for that too. So I, I see where you're coming from. I just, I mean, I, from a fantasy perspective, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. From a human being perspective, it drives me nuts. I, I don't understand how Harden still has a, a fan base. You know, this person I'm friends with in town, she's like, oh, yeah, my grandson loves loves James well, I mean, Harden. Because he's cool, like, he dribbled between his legs, shoot, step back threes. Kids like stuff like that. Kids don't get the yeah. financials of it, Doc. I'm not even talking financials. I'm talking about pouting <laughs> and getting your way out of every well, what situation. What do you think children do? Like. Grandsons okay, are very dark good horse at team, guys. A dark horse team to get uh, James Harden is Miami now. Really? You watch. Interesting. They need yeah. a point guard, right? I mean, James Harden's still better than Kyle Lowry, for God's sakes, right? Yeah, for real. But Kyle Lowry hit some clutch threes in the playoffs last year too. True. Doing that run, I got to give Kyle Lowry his props for that. Because I thought Kyle Lowry Kyle was Lowry's also, Kyle Lowry's been in the league almost 20 years now. I was going to say he's about 47. <laughs> uh, and also, I, why not Why not send James Harden to Dallas and put Kyrie, Harden, and Luka, three point guards. He don't like – remember, remember Kyrie over and told him in Brooklyn <laughs> that he was washed up and then James Harden got in his feelings and wanted to be traded. So it's probably, probably not going to work kidding. out. I don't, I don't think he's going to Dallas. Miami makes that does make sense. that the, the Miami thing that uh, does does make sense. I just don't know if James Harden is a Heat culture guy. Yeah, is he is he built for any yeah, culture? Exactly. Any team culture? <laughs> no, like what team culture is he built for? I don't. I, don't I, I mean, listen, I I can't knock that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, the all right. Let's move up tier four: Kate Cunningham, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, De'Aaron Fox. Um, and Jalen Brunson. This is an interesting group because I would think that all of these guys right here uh, would be higher. Doc Cunningham. Well, Cunningham hasn't really played too much. Garland is a guy. Van Vliet is terrific when he's when he's rocking and getting his steals and stuff. De'Aaron Fox was mentioned in MVP circles last year, and Jalen Brunson has basically revived the franchise that's been dormant for thirty years. Well, the first three tiers, we've only got three guys got in it. each tier, so. There's only nine players in front Makes of this sense. tier. Uh, and these guys are all on the cusp of being in that top 10 range, especially like Jalen Brunson. Uh, I love him in New York. I loved him in Dallas. I, I, such a good I love player. Brunson's game. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, just such a great year last year. Finally finally came through and lived up to the hype. And and we all enjoyed that lighting of the beam and the, the whole run the Kings went on was a feel-good NBA story last year. 
Um, the most interesting guy out of that group, well, I guess two of them, Fred Van Vliet going to Houston is going to be wild uh, because he's going to be playing with so many kids. Um, and he's going to be, he's going to kind of be steering he's that the ship. And then Cade Cunningham only made it through 12 games yeah. last year, but those 12 games, 20 something points, six assists, six rebounds. Like he was putting up numbers. Uh, and he's going to be the focal point in Detroit for a very young um, Detroit team. That's going to kind of be messy, but man, if Cade can stay healthy, he, he could be, we really should fun. talk about Cade. I yeah, think he's extremely it. polarizing this year. I've seen him go in like the late second round, early third round. But I'm going to ask, like, what has he done to earn that? Why are people grabbing him so high when potential. there's so many red flags? So, but like, I know the, potential. The, the but biggest like, thing in the biggest thing in fantasy, upside. That's the I that's know, but, the key word in all of fantasy sports is upside. But last year, 41% from the field, 27% from the, from three. Like, those are red flags. His three point shot is not ready. His steal and block numbers were way too low for as good of an athlete as he is. Uh, there's just some red flags there. We got the injury risk. Obviously, he's playing on uh, arguably one of the worst teams in the NBA. That's going to make him somewhat frustrating when it comes to March and April. I don't know. I just feel like people are a year early on this breakout. It's interesting. Any one of y'all like big best ball guys, like a lot of best ball type leagues and stuff like that? Not I asked ask because I'm saying if you – what would be your – say you did five drafts. How many – what would you let's say no let's make it a nice round number like 10 you did 10 drafts how many teams would you have Cade Cunningham on one or two dot two okay. so that's it not 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 overexposed to Cade Cunningham like right, he's just extremely I mean, expensive we, we, we right still, they've we, already they've taken out all the value from his you know from the upside we're talking about if you're taking him late second round second round where is he gonna go you know what I mean nowhere but down yeah true he's not dot. hitting that yeah, I mean the injury concern is is bigger to me than his field goal percentage. I mean, he played 64 games his rookie season, shot 41.6. He played 12 games last year, shot 41.5. Those are identical, but it, it's also a small sample size. Also, we don't know we don't know what his summer was like. We don't know what his I really don't know much about his work ethic or anything like that. So, there he's a good free throw shooter. He's really not going to hurt you anywhere. Um, I, I think there's so much upside there and so much promise that I'm, I'm fine rolling the dice on him. If I don't get one of those other guys. All right, year. let's go up a tier. Let's go up and talk about those top three tiers. As you mentioned, the top nine players at the point guard position. Number one, I, I'm, I just say, well, the top, the tier one is SGA Halliburton and Luca. That's legit. Then you got tier two with Curry, Lillard and ball. Tier three, Jonas is Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Kyrie Irving. If one of these nine gentlemen was to fail, who and why? It would be LaMelo Ball. And, and it's because people are taking him late first round. Okay. And it's because he has one ankle. <laughs> if he was to fail. Now, I still like LaMelo Ball a lot. But, I but mean, you look think, at you his think brother. first round is too high? It's fair. I think it's fair. Okay. But if he if he fails you, if that ankle fails you, then your team is just done. Like we saw it last year. I had, a, I think, a, one or two teams with the mellow ball. Ankle goes down. That's my team, right? Um, Stinks. That, inj that injury is legit. I mean, look at his brother, too. That whole family just had medical problems nonstop. It's kind of like the Michael Porters and them, Jonte Porter and them. 
Yep. But yeah, I think that makes me the most nervous here. Uh, Curry and Lillard, I feel like they're just safe late first rounders, mid to late first rounders. But if anyone was to fail, I'd say LaMelo Ball for that reason. Same question, Doc. Well, I mean, if if you take LaMelo Ball with the 10th pick, like like Jonas said, it's just like my football team this year. I, I took Nick Chubb at like number 10. Breaks his leg in half. My season's done. You know, there's, there's nothing you can do to come back from losing your first round pick. Oh, JK. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and it's it's just tough. And if anybody anybody's going to go down, it's out of that that group. It's going to be Lamella Ball, and then the other yep. one, obviously Kyrie Irving. Is he going to is he going to play? Is he going to oh, chill yeah. with James Harden? Is he going to is he going to take three days off for his sister's birthday party? I mean, I I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know who him and Luca are going to pass the ball to because that Dallas roster is messy and doesn't doesn't look very good to me um so and at some point you know Luca I think is gonna it's gonna be like y'all need to either get me talent in here right now or get me out of here trade me and if that happens this season you know what how is Kyrie gonna react to that so I I think I, I personally would not be taking Kyrie Irving in one of those first nine uh, point guards. All right. Uh, let's move over to the shooting guard position. Anthony Edwards Jonas is in tier one by himself. That this seems to be the hawkening of a breakout of an NBA superstar. I think after what we saw with the um the the um what is the, the that was the World Cup, the World Cup this year, you know what I'm saying? And obviously mm-hmm. the conversation between him and Steve Kerr, with Steve Kerr telling him Kobe Bryant came off the bench. I mean, Dwayne Wade came off the bench for Kobe Bryant and Young and, and Anthony Edwards telling uh, Kerr, Kobe Bryant ain't on this team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With that being the case, uh, Anthony Edwards, he's looking like the next big thing, right? Oh, yeah. And I absolutely love this. Now, if I had to take someone late first round, then I want someone that's just dependable and that's going to play 75, 76 games, not cause any drama. And there's upside there. I'm taking Anthony Edwards. Right, his fantasy rank wasn't as high as people thought last year because his field goal percentage was on such high volume and it wasn't the best. Right, but everything else, he checks all those boxes. I think Anthony Edwards is going to have a monster, maybe even MVP campaign, and I 100% agree with Doc here on this ranking. Yeah, yeah, nah, Doc. Hey, I just put the uh, shooting guard tiers on X, Twitter, whatever. Do do I tweet that out? Do I exit out? Like, I'm what did I just do? I'm tweeting it out. Oh, I'm posting it. You know what I'm saying? What, That's what, I'm what going did on. I just do? I I put it on whatever. You that put it on said. X. You posted it on X. That's why you say it's it, been Doc. posted <laughs> on X. It's been tweeted on what used to be Twitter. <laughs> uh, Anthony Davis. Edwards is any tier. I mean, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, let's not get confused there. Anthony Edwards is in a tier by himself, according to me. Um, I, I just he's going to take over. I feel like he's about to take over the world. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's all. I'm a big Anthony say. Edwards supporter. I uh, like the young man a lot. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Anthony Edwards takeover, Jonas, is not a bad thing. Oh, absolutely. And this is no longer Cat's team. It's Anthony Edwards' team. And it's been that way for about six, seven months now. He's such a dude, too, that if he was, like, healthy and, like, took it seriously and, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, put more into his game, he would be fantastic. You know what I'm saying? 
Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, but it's like he has a little lethargicness to him. Like he misses a lot of times, and you kind of almost don't feel like he's in a rush to get back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has a very beautiful girlfriend in Jordan Woods. You know what I mean? I don't know if that plays into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm just going to chill home tonight. You know what I'm saying, fellas? <laughs> uh, tier two, Jonas, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, and Mikael Bridges. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you about James Harden. Donovan Mitchell, I think he kind of is what he is. Numbers mirror each other basically the same every year. Mikael Bridges is the interesting one. Uh, what is Mikael Bridges' numbers going to do? You know, it, it, he's never been an all-star, right? Correct. If he makes an no. all-star team this year, he'll win the most improved player. That's normally how that award goes. But do you think Mikael Bridges makes the all-star team this year? Is there a path to that all-star selection if, for him? I think if the Nets are the eight seed or higher, he'll make the all-star team. Nice. Doc, what do you think? I mean, if he puts up the numbers he put up last year in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. this year, then uh, he's going to be an all-star because – in those 27 games that he played in Brooklyn, he averaged, what, 26.1 points, uh, four and a half rebounds, 2.7 assists, a steal. Um, I don't know. He, he was pretty He was pretty, pretty good, pretty fun um, to have on your fantasy team once he got to Brooklyn last year. Like, the numbers were way different, way better than they were when he was in Phoenix. And I feel like he's going to take a little bit of a step forward this year. Also, I, I, I kind of feel like he's probably being overdrafted at this point. I don't think I'd really, um, I, I don't think he needs to be reached for at the, in, in round two. And that's really what's happening in almost every draft I've seen. I'd rather get him in round three, but got it. he's exciting enough that, uh, yeah, there, there's, Tons of upside there. Let me counter that. He's never missed an NBA game. For that reason, to me, he's a second rounder. That'd be my case. He's yeah. never missed a college or a high school game either. That's right. Yeah. Well, your best ability is your availability. You know what I'm saying? And that'll take you a long <laughs> way. All you got to do is show up. You know what I'm saying? Well, so you know, that's a good point, Jonas. I didn't mention that, but yeah, this guy is hell bent and determined to play all 82 games again this season. That that's his number one goal is to play in every that's game. What's up. And he's the, the only guy in the NBA who thinks that way. So <laughs> given that and today and load load management and all this, like Jonas is right. I mean, it it's worth another round or two. Hell, he might be a first rounder after after thinking about that. I know somebody is getting ready to miss about 25 games, and they're kind of the and the kind of reaction was. I probably was going to miss about 25 games anyway. <laughs> so there goes that, you know what I'm saying? So that goes to show you that not every player has a 82 game mentality. Um, Jimmy Butler, DeJounte Murray. This is a big tier right here and a very interesting one, Doc. You put these together. I'm going to let you go at this one. We got Butler Murray, the controversial Bane, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Paul George, Jordan Poole, who dropped 41 last night, DeMar DeRozan and Jalen Williams. Uh, go ahead and break down this this right here for me, Doc. Well, this this tier to me is like there's old, boring guys, and then there's young, up and coming, fun guys. Um, I don't really want to mess with Jimmy Butler or Paul George or Demar Rosen on my fantasy team. I just they're just boring. We know what they do. Paul George 
Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? DeMar DeRozan, you know, Mr. Midrange uh, doesn't shoot threes. Is that really what you want in your fantasy team? Meanwhile, Jalen Williams is one of the most exciting up-and-comers in, in OKC. I uh, can't wait to, to see what he does this year. Desmond Bain, I don't know what was so controversial about me taking Desmond Bain in that draft. The numbers speak for themselves last year. Um, he's going to be even better this year with no jaw there, another year under his belt. Desmond Bain to me is is I, I think he's he's gonna be one of the most surprising players this year. Like he's gonna he's gonna go off sort of like Anthony Edwards did last year. Um there's a lot of stuff I love about tier three. I mean, Jordan Poole, is he a good fantasy player or is he a guy that's just gonna score 40 a night and lead the league in scoring? Uh I think it's more of the latter, but Jonas, what do you think? Uh, Jordan Poole, the new DeMarcus Cousins of guards, right? A lot of <laughs> stats on a bad team. So he's going to put up numbers. on a bad team. Listen, that volume. That, it, listen, yeah. volume. Hey, some people in fantasy say volume trumps efficiency. Uh, I in don't know Jordan Poole's case, yeah. In yeah. Jordan Poole's case, yeah. And Dylan Brooks's, no. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jonas, gotta, are you targeting? Are you targeting Jordan Poole? No, I feel like he's a little bit too expensive for me. Like I saw him go in round four or five the other day, and I just feel like, you know what, that kind of ruins field goal percentage for me, so I'm just going to hold off. His assist numbers aren't amazing either, so steals aren't great. So for that reason, I'm out. You know, as you'd rather have Kyle, yeah, would you rather have Kyle Kuzma? No, not, okay. no, not necessarily. Right. I still like Jordan Poole more than Kyle Kuzma. Um, but as for this tier, I, I like, I like Doc's order. I might argue that Jimmy Butler, uh, DeJounte Murray, Desmond Bain, and Paul George are in another tier of their own. But these these guys like a Docs that are all extremely close together. Yep. All right, Doc, when we get down to your fourth tier here, this is where things get a little bit interesting. Brandon Ingram, uh, B.I. was a disaster this summer. Bradley Beal was playing second fiddle to Kyle Kuzma last year. C.J. McCollum goes in that boring category. I think I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter of Andrew Wiggins. I love Devin Vassell. I'm, I'm done with Terry Rozier. Jalen Green is cool. I don't want no parts of Klay Thompson. I'm not the biggest Buddy Heel guy, and I'm warming up to Austin Reeves. I love it. I like the I like the one sentence, three word, one three word sentence breakdown of that entire <laughs> tier. Let me try it. Brandon Ingram injured. Bradley Beal, uh, fourth wheel now, third or fourth wheel in Phoenix. C.J. McCollum, I feel like his time has come and gone. He's just sort of a, a guy now. Wiggins is, is the one that I'm kind of high on here. Wiggins and Devin Vassell. Wiggins because he was out injured for half the season. He was out for personal reasons for half the season. Everybody forgot about him. He's still a huge part of what they want to do in Golden State. Guy can block shots. He can hit threes. He can steal the ball. I just think Wiggins is like extreme value later in your draft. He's like He's a guy you can get – in the later rounds that can really make a difference uh, on your team. And then Vassal is young. He's fun. He, he was injured last year. He didn't play a lot. He does play for pop. That's a little scary, but Devin Vassal, man, I, I, I have yet to meet a fantasy analyst who does not love Devin Vassell. Uh, Rozier, I'm done with Jalen green. Uh, Van Vliet arrival will be interesting to see how they get, get along the air. Clay's old. Buddy Heald got sort of sent to the bench for Benedict Matherin. He's not very happy about it from what I hear. Who knows how that's going to end. I love Austin Reeves. 
Yeah. Go ahead, Jonas. You give, give, give us give us your player by player three word breakdown. <laughs> okay, I got you. Brandon Ingram looked horrible during the summer for World Cup. No interest in him. Zion coming back really, really hurts him. Bradley Beal going to be the point guard. I might, I may be slightly higher on you guys than him. It's going to be him and Devin Booker rotating point guard reps. CJ McCollum, I want nothing to do with him. Just like you guys said, Dyson Daniels, look out for him. I think in the second half of the season, he could take his job. Interesting. Andrew Wiggins, absolutely fantastic value, especially for punt free throw builds. Devin Vassell, easily the number one target here. Going to thrive next to Wimby. Terry Rozier, we're just going to keep knocking him like you guys do. <laughs> Zero interest. Uh, Jalen Green, I actually like Jalen Green a lot. I think off-ball movement for him is going to be key with Fred Van Vliet. Uh, they've been working out together all summer. I'm excited to see Houston Rockets this year. Clay Thompson, old, wash, don't want him. Extension talks are not going well. That's kind of iffy. Buddy Heald, where is he going to go, right? Last we heard, he's on the trade block, but who's going who's gonna to acquire him? I do like him, though. You can get him round nine, and he can win you three-pointers by himself unless you're playing against a team with Curry. And Austin Reeves, this is his backcourt now. It's not Delos. It's Austin Reeves. So, yeah. love him. Um, the next tier, Derek White, yeah. Bruce Brown, Jordan Clarkson, and Shaden Sharp. Jordan Clarkson, I went to school down here in South Carolina State University, and at one point they said from entering as a freshman to leaving out as a senior is you see the, the biggest difference out of any college in the country, right? And then I look at Jordan Clarkson, and I'm like, this doesn't look like the same dude that came into the league. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what happened to Jordan Clarkson? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, Doc, to me, this is actually Shaden Sharp and, and, and Jordan Clarkson, though, to be honest with you. I still like him as a player. I, I, got, I took Jordan Clarkson with my last pick in the ESPN draft the uh, day before yesterday. I was kind of excited about it, like, He's he's not an all world fantasy athlete. Like you don't you don't go out into your fantasy basketball draft and and think, man, I've just got to make sure I get Jordan Clarkson tonight. But if he's there late, like there's nothing wrong with Jordan Clarkson. Shadon Sharp is all upside. Most fun guy to watch. Most the the most fun in game dunker that we have in the league right now. And no Dame. And Portland's going to be bad. Shadon Sharp is going to ball. I love Bruce Brown. He, he reminds me of like, like your nickname, the fantasy fantasy executive. Like I kind of feel like Bruce Brown is like the fantasy executive of basketball players. He's just going to play ball on both ends of the floor for Indy. He's going to be a good locker room guy. He's going to be a good mentor to all those kids. Very they similar. paid him a lot of money. Besides that, part. he's going to be out <laughs> very similar. Good locker room guy, mentor to younger kids. You know what I'm saying? Paid him a whole bunch of money. 20 million that dollars. Did, no, no, that the didn't happen. <laughs> uh, and then Derek White was going to be super fun uh, until Jeru holiday came in and rained on our parade. But Derek White's a great rebounding guard. Good fantasy, good fantasy numbers guy should be should be fine. What do you think, uh, uh, Jonas? Yeah, I want to comment on Derek White. I actually still like Derek White, even with Drew Holiday there, because there is zero depth in Boston right now. Absolutely zero depth. They have two bigs, Horford and Brzingis, and Horford's going to sit, what, 15, 20 games? Man, they're going to have to go small a lot, and I still think White plays a massive role. Well, it's not like Porzingis is an Iron Man. That's either. true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> he may sit thirty-five or yeah, forty. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Somebody who once rooted for the uh, New York Knicks, I I can feel you on that. All right, tier six, 
is is okay. That's that that last tier, Doc. We're not gonna get to that one. It's, you got a it's good a amount of people too. <laughs> um, tier six: Josh Hart, Gary Trent, Jaden Ivy, Kevin Herter. Your boy used to be down there in the A. Bojan Bogdanovich. Uh, Doc, we're starting to get to some some dudes that kind of like. Why is Jaden Ivy in this tier? That's the question. I don't know. I don't and, and I feel like we else. talk about. I feel like we talk about Jaden Ivy every. Because I think people want him to blow up and be like this superstar player. And maybe he will. I mean, that's the thing. When you get down to tier six and tier seven, these are guys you're taking a, a flyer on and hoping something good happens. I think Jaden Ivy has the most upside of anyone. Jaden Ivy probably should have been up there in tier five. Um, I like Jaden Ivy. He went to Purdue. I, I <laughs> hope he blows up. <laughs> I hope he blows up. But I, I just, right? His, his mom know. was the Notre Dame coach, right? I believe I so. I think his mom is the uh, Notre Dame's women head basketball coach. Uh, Jonas, uh, you uh, you don't like Jaden Ivy either. Do you think he should be in tier five? Uh, probably not. Look, there's something there, but he can't make a basket, right? So last year, 58% at the rim. Okay, not the worst. 33% at close range, yikes. Yeah. 40% at mid-range. Can't hit threes yet. Mm, not loving it. So steals, blocks were a little underwhelming as well. And she's like, what are you bringing to the table right now? The assists aren't going to be as high because Kate Cunningham's there. Plus they got the new Thompson twin. So I don't know, man. Thompson brother, excuse me. So yeah. I'm, I'm off him. You know, I'm big league pass guy. I, I, I really can't wait to like, to me, it'd be... Open at night on TNT, eh, whatever. I want to see, you know, get the ring. Okay, it's cool. And then I want to see Kevin Durant chasing it. But I'm really looking forward to, to Wednesday night when it's not the big TV games and you really get a chance to look at it and break it down and stuff like that. And this is a big league pass guy. I have put going to a Detroit Pistons game on my bucket list. Like, it looks like they really – despite the team not being great, you know what I'm saying, for a number of years now, it looks like they really enjoy the atmosphere and the environment. Nobody? Sure. <laughs> no, you don't want to go on a road trip to a Pistons game? Pistons, Hawks, Doc, anything? Nothing? I'm good. I don't need to go to Detroit right now. I think I'm okay. okay. All right. uh, I watch it on League okay. Pass, though. But my, my League Pass is going to be a lot of Wimby and a lot of OKC. Man, I just think – I think OKC – I think if, if you are new to, to basketball and are just coming in and playing fantasy for the first time or really going to watch basketball for the first time this year and you're looking for a team to be a fan of, I think OKC is the way yeah. to go. Uh, I just think they're going to be so fun. And I can't watch, can't wait to watch Giddy and Jalen and uh, SGA and Chet all out there. It's, at the same time, man, it's going to be awesome. So as far as the, the Detroit Pistons go, They've got a young group of players. They're gonna, not going to be good. Like Washington, Detroit, they're both going to be messy, but they're also both going to be fun to watch and see what happens uh, with those guys there. Because you know there's going to be players on both both teams that we don't really know are going to step up that, that will. I mean, my, my league pass is going to be a lot of Orlando Magic and Indiana Pacers. Jonas, do you have any? I mean, since we're into now, we're into league pass tiers. <laughs> yeah. Spurs. Just put Spurs, Spurs huh? number one, Thunder number two. I want I want to watch Wimby, uh, Nutmeg, Reggie Bullock again, over and over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to your point, Corey, uh, 
the Pacers are going to be a lot of my league pass. And then of course the Hawks, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in Georgia. They're on, they're on my regular yeah. TV every day. Anyway, Bobby Rathman, Shout my out boy, to Bobby so. Rathman, big fan. I'll be watching a lot of Hawks. You know, I, I, I get to catch them uh, a lot too. Um, I, I'll, I'll pay attention a lot, you know, to them. So my, my thing is right. So I'm the Hornets, right. But, you know, I go to watch the Hornets on league pass and they say that I can't because that the game is already on in my area. Blackout. But yeah. I don't have Bally Sports South. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh. I can I can't watch I can never watch the Hornets. Unless I, I go. I, I, I'm yeah, in the I same mean, boat. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, you can't watch them either. So No, what, and I'm what, two hours away. I'm two hours yeah. away from Charlotte and it won't let me watch it. I have to stream it on you Reddit. Cannot, you oh, can't watch the Braves. You can't watch the Braves in Atlanta unless you have direct TV. Um and it's the same thing. I, I can think all these ballets are, are tied to direct, maybe. So um, that does make it tough. I'm a dinosaur. I'm going to go down with the direct TV ship. Uh, I hate streaming. I like knowing where all my channels are. I like having the Braves and the Hawks. So I'm I'm going to pay for TV until I can't do it anymore or until it dies. Right, right. Uh, so, and I get to watch the teams I want to watch. There you go. I, I cannot knock anyone for that. Um, now that we did our league pass rankings, I'm gonna run through these final uh <laughs> groupings, right? Hey, we should do that next year, Corey. We should uh we I'm actually gonna do... see if we can get it on the I'm actually gonna see if we can figure out a way to do it before the season starts, to be honest we, with you. Well, we could probably write it today. Yeah. Just write just do a tears column on NBA League. Yeah, pass. no, I think that'd be a I think it's a, actually a great idea, you know what I'm saying? And then and if you haven't watched to me, Austin Carr is fantastic. You know what I'm saying? And the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are color analysts, Austin Carr. To me, he's the best color guy in local basketball. He kind of has like this, this grandpa thing. Like, son, pull your pants up, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he kind of has that to him. And I'm like, I, I feel like, 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 you know, like, like he's like an older uncle of mine or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who's always giving advice. I'm, I'm a fan. But um, I do want to talk about uh, a couple of players before we get out of here. Terrence Mann, who doesn't want to be who the, who is apparently holding up the James Harden deal, Dante DiVincenzo, and um and and KCP, uh, Caldwell Pope. What do you think, uh, Doc? Start with um start with Terrence Mann and and him basically being the key to James Harden getting to the Clippers. Yeah, um, and Terrence Mann has had some fun runs and some some good outings with Clippers. In the past, there's a lot of upside there, but I mean, he's not going to get drafted in fantasy leagues. It's just like I, I've got tier eight. We're down in into tier eight, yeah. um, which is a lot of tiers. Most of those guys aren't going to have any fantasy value. I, I, I am intrigued by Terrence Mann. It is interesting that a guy that most casual NBA fans haven't even heard of uh, is holding up the James Harden deal. And I don't know that much about it because I get sick of reading about James Harden and I usually stop after the first paragraph. I feel you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's interesting stuff. Um, who else did you ask me about? Um, Dante DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Dante, uh, when he was with the Bucks, man, he was he was pretty fun, pretty good. Pretty good player, and now what? Chicago. We got Kobe White. Um, kind of. I've kind of become a Kobe White supporter. Kobe White. Guy. Okay. Oh wait, I got the wrong team. 
Yeah, nah, Dante's on the Knicks now. My bad. Uh, Which I think that the reason why I asked is because I think he's the kind of guy that would fit in good and kind of knowing Nick fans from from you know from using the from you from, from being one at one point in my basketball watching days, the gardens are gonna take to him. I think so. I mean, like I said, when he was with the Bucks, he was a complete player, kind of a, a fantasy glue guy. He wasn't gonna hurt you anywhere, he wasn't gonna win you games. But he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna hurt you, and he'll he'll help hold things together. I think the Knicks fans will rally around Dante DiVincenzo. He's got it. He works hard. He plays hard. He he plays smart. Um, Emmanuel quickly is probably gonna be in the way of Dante DiVincenzo being a, a yeah. big fantasy guy. But um, I lo- I like Emmanuel quickly. I w- I wish he would. I wish he would get a little more. His float game is starting to improve too. A little more run, but. Uh, Jonas, what do you think about DiVincenzo? I've always, I've always kind of been a fan. Yeah, he's going to be the seventh or eighth rotation guy. I think he's going to get twenty six to twenty eight minutes. Really good steal rate. Really good secondary playmaker. Really good rebounder for his size. I like him a lot. And I think I'd be disappointed if we didn't mention Christian Braun because he's in this tier as well. He's probably going to be Denver's sixth man. Similar stats set as DiVincenzo. Uh, really good cutter. He's going to thrive next to Jokic. They have him as their Bruce Brown replacement. I think Christian Braun is a very good last round player right now. That's good. And basically, Jonas, I was going to finish up this program by asking you to close us out with on that tier. And you did it without me asking. So there you go right there. You, there you, you go. Chemistry is what mm-hmm. that's called. Natural. Yes. yes. Natural. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for us to get out of here. Don't forget, everybody. Sportstopia.io is the place to go to get these tiers and get ready for your upcoming fantasy basketball draft. So the homies, Dr. Ray and Jonas Landis, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, we out. Mm-hmm.